we try to prove for Jesus that we are nice and that how uh, we can be good. And he came talking, and then he told me, yeah, uh, sometimes from my point of view, I have a picture about the big river, and this river is going to God, remember, Andy? And this river is going to God, and, and have different boats, and every boat is a religion. And all the religion is going for the same direction, for God. We have the boat of Christianism. And we have the boat of Islamism and Buddhism and Hinduism and all the ism. And they are going for God. And this is it's beautiful. It's the postmodernism. And that's the difference between the religion and the gospel and Jesus. Jesus doesn't fit. Jesus is not in the boat of the Christianism because it doesn't fit in there. And then we try uh, to achieve Jesus to prove how, how nice uh, we can be. We can give gifts for you, we can give our, uh, I don't know, our worship, and we are proving here that we are nice, but he just wants me. And then God decides to send Jesus to look after me. And it's the opposite side, this opposite way. And we'll, we'll talk this morning a little bit about this. Uh, I invite you to read with me Isaiah chapter 9, we have on the screen, Isaiah 9, verse 6. Yes, let's read together. One, two, three. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulder, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now, this was for me. Now, for Jesus. Let's read again. For to us... A child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. There is no name like Jesus. Let's pray. Let's close your eyes. Lord Jesus, every moment when I came for this place, for this church, uh, I have this expectation for your Holy Spirit and for your powerful presence. Every moment when I am this stage, when I am sit in the chairs, I have this expectation for something that your Holy Spirit, you, you do between us, among us. Otherwise, we just we come for this place like religious people. Uh, it's just routine. It's just one more Sunday. But if your Holy Spirit speak with us, our hearts will be changed. Our mind can be changed. We can leave this place and different. We can start new seasons, new decisions in our lives for your Holy Spirit and the power of your word. Sweet Jesus, speak to me. Speak with your church in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's not every day that we feel well and happy, of course. Some days we, are, uh, we wake up, for example, my routine, I wake up very early in the morning to prepare the girls for the school and put some songs, some music, some nice worship song. But some days I don't want to praise Jesus. Some days I don't want to pray. I'm so sad some days. I'm, uh, come on. Some days uh, I wake up 
happy and okay, we, we will conquer the world. Today is a great day. Jesus is alive. And another morning, I feel, uh, not today, Jesus, I'm tired of you, I'm tired of church, I don't want to pray, I hate everybody. It's not only me, I <laughs> believe. I feel hopeless, I feel weak. I feel that weak that sometimes the life is so heavy, my life is a chaos, my heart is a chaos, full of uh, anxious feelings. And I have no answer, I feel fear about the future, I have no the right decisions in my mind. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to uh, give a good advice for my wife, for my daughters. I don't know how to react uh, on my job. Uh, and the life just become crazy, mad. Sometimes I feel that God doesn't love me. He don't give any answer for me. The sky is like iron and steel and my prey doesn't go to the heaven. And God is not present. And I feel alone. And I feel that the enemy is overcome over me. And I just feel that God doesn't care. He doesn't mind. That was the context. The feeling of these guys. 700 years before Jesus. When we read this text here. Everybody was hopeless. The enemy was coming uh, against them and their lives was far from God. It was a chaos, chaotic scenario. And then someone invited a friend or a neighbor. Hey, we have a guy and this guy will be preaching in the church. His name is Isaiah. I don't know. We don't have nothing to do. We try everything. We work hard, we fight for our families, we try to give our best. Maybe God, maybe God can give us some answer, some direction for our lives. Let's listen. This guy will be preaching in my church on Sunday. And then everybody came to, to hear this preacher, this prophet, Isaiah. I don't know how he was. Bald, belly, I don't know. I have some thoughts in my mind. I was talking with, with Gordon and Anna last week when I was a boy in the church. I used to look for that guys on the stage because, and I don't know how I was here, but the old times, all the pastors, they stay on the stage with hundreds of chairs and nice seats and they stand there. And all the church and the auditorium. And I was a boy and look, oh, look, that guy is so holy. And because they have that holy little jumps, like when you are singing, <laughs> I surrender. <laughs> this is holy. With the song books in the hand, mm-hmm. with the glasses. Mm-hmm. Oh, this guy is holy. He's my, I don't know. And then let's listen to this great prophet. So, all this expectation. Because when we have no solution, what we can do? Then we try God. Then they came. Maybe the expectation was, okay, uh, God will give to us some nice, fast, and good solution for our situations, for our problems, for our troubles, for our sorrows, for our darkness feeling. Maybe Isaiah will introduce, introduce for us, oh, this is a new war strategist, general. He will lead us in this war. 
Or maybe Isaiah will show some mountain. Oh, we, we uh, live in the mountains now, live this place. There is a safe place that God showed me. Or maybe, I don't know, some miracle, some fire from the heavens or some quick solution. And then everybody was there, quiet. And Isaiah came to the stage. Very good morning, church. I want to say that for us, for to us, a child is born. And everybody, quick, 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 quick. <laughs> a son is given. And he starts to talk about a kid, a child, a baby. Because the solution for the human, the chaos in the human heart is Jesus. It's Jesus. He's the solution. You have no idea. God, this is crazy. God has decided to come to this earth, to Jesus, was born uh, a couple, very simple people. Look at the name, Mary and Joseph. We have in all the languages, all the countries in Brazil, Maria, José, Ma Maria in Romania, simple people, poor village. The girl, I don't know, 14, 16 years old. God has decided to born in this way. In Jesus, God has eyes, retina, color, skin color, smell, hair. Now God smile, not God woke, not... Now God has uh, neighbors, God cooking, God work. In Jesus, God is between us, among us. He's Emmanuel, he's present. In Jesus, God has decided, okay, I go to there. But not only to look like us, but to have the same feelings. You know when you hate everybody, when you are screaming with your kids in your home this week? God was there in Jesus. He was saying, I know what is this. I have the same feeling. I had the same feeling. You know, when you are sleeping in your bed, and you have a bed, and you have a merit, but you have no love, and you feel alone and reject, Jesus knows what this means. Because the same prophet Isaiah, in chapter 53, he said, on the cross, he was rejected and alone. Is God with the same feelings? Is God with the same thirsting uh, like us, thirsting our souls? And then is the incarnation of Jesus Christ. Christmas. Santa Claus. <laughs> this is so powerful. This is so amazing. I have no idea. And then a child is born to us. I like that thought to say, every boy wants to be a man. Every man wants to be a king. Every king wants to be a god. Only God wants to be a boy. Only God decides, mm, I want to be simple. I want to be a child. I want to be a boy. It's the incarnation, and he was born. Born for whom? For, for us, to us. Our story, our family, our workplace, our university, our school. He came for us to live with us. Because for God, it was impossible to live without us. 
And then we came to live our life. And then this prophet said, he came to us, the government's on his shoulders. You know, how was the Christmas? Joseph and Mary looking for some place for Jesus to be born. And all the places was fully booked. All the old inns, all the hotels, all the houses. Nobody had any space for Jesus, any room for him. And maybe this is a picture of my life. When in my life I have no room for Jesus. I have no space for him. He's too busy. He's full. Many times I came to church. Many times I lift my hands and I ask, please Jesus, I want more of you. And I had that feeling, I'm not sure, I want to believe that was the Holy Spirit saying, it's impossible, it's full of stuff, your life. I have no space. Your life is too busy with you. It's too crowded. Your life is full of internet. Your life is full of sin. Your life is full of TV. Your life is full of distractions. I have no space. And you come to the church, Daniel, and you say, I love you, Jesus. This is not true. I have no room for Jesus in my life. We came to the church with fully heart, with a heart full of sin and full of word. And then we say, Jesus, I want more of you. My God, I don't know how we can speak with more passion. I talk with my girls in home, how we can speak with more passion and enthusiasm about makes, about food, about internet, about money, about everything, but never about Jesus. We talk with passion. We have expectations. We give all the replies and answers for our friends on WhatsApp but not for Jesus. We are, uh, oh, you are working, you are busy, and then your phone, doo -doo -doo -doo. oh, I need to answer. And Jesus, we have no room for him. You know why? Sometimes God does not send revival or some kind of awakening in my home, in my family, in the church, in our nation. You know why? Because we're satisfied without it. We are okay. Our life is easy. And then we start to complain about small problems. When we don't have problems, we create new problems. And then we start to talk. And our time, our energy, our heart, our passions is all in this focus. And now it's Christmas. And Joseph and Mary and Jesus and the Holy Spirit behind the scenes just looking for some space. Oh, that family. Oh, that guy. Oh, I want to revive some hearts. I remember 1 John chapter 2, verse 14. He said, I write to you, young man, because you are strong and the word of God lives in you and you have overcome the evil one. Where is this youth? With thirsty, hungry of the Holy Spirit. Where? Strong with the, the power of the, the word of God in our hearts, overcome the enemy, being fluent in the school, in the university, in everywhere. Where are they? 
This is Christmas. God sent Jesus. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit for us. To us, a child is born. To our family. Oh, God, please, I ask for you, Lord. Turn my heart in a manger. That, what is the name in English? Shed for animals? Barn? That place for animals becomes a holy temple. When God becomes flesh. No decoration, no blue balloons for Jesus. No nice mattress. Okay, Mary, have some nice music here. Relax. And I will help you. Nothing. Can you imagine the smell between the animals? And the place where they eat, oh, put the baby in there because we have no more option. He's in there. And the baby was there. And then that place has become a place of worship. Some three guys, weird, strange clothes, came here and they say, oh, we came here because the Holy Spirit uh, gave us some sign in the, in the sky and saw a star. And now we are here because the reason that we are here is just because we want to worship the, the boy. Want to worship Jesus, want to give gifts for him. This is so powerful. Because to understand Jesus as a savior is nice. He can save me from my troubles. But to understand that the government is on his shoulders, to understand that he is Lord, then I need to obey him. Follow him. This is the difference between admirers and disciples. Disciples want to worship him and give themselves for him. This is my time. This is my family. Lord Jesus, my money. Lord Jesus, this is my heart. This is my everything. I love you, Jesus, with all my... Oh, this is so powerful. You are brave enough. Sometimes I'm not brave enough to say this for him. I love you with all my soul, all my strength, with all my heart. Do you remember the, the guy was the rich boy, rich uh, youth, young man, and uh, he came to Jesus and said, Oh, good master, how can I be saved? How can I go to heaven? And Jesus said, Oh, have all the com uh, commitments? Commandments? You need to obey the law and everything. And, and stop it. He looked for Jesus and said, okay, uh, I do this uh, since I was a boy. Wow, this guy is brave. He is not talking with me or someone. He looked at, for Jesus and said, I fulfilled the law. I, I am the guy. I am the man. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm in a moment of prayer, I am not brave enough to say, Jesus, I love you with more, all my strength, with all my life, because I, I don't feel this is true. And then, in the end of these moments of crisis, the Holy Spirit came to me and said, ah, but I still love you so much. And I will keep sending Jesus for you. And I say, oh, thank you because you never give up on me. You insist with me, insist in love. This is so crazy because all the politics, they like people who worship them. The old communist empire, all the old kings, the ancient kings, 
They ask for obedience. They ask for submission. But we have a God who asks for love. He asks to be loved. Can you imagine if you ask for someone, oh, can you love me? Love. And I said, Jesus, my love is not enough. My love is not enough. I, I don't know how. Okay, if you don't know how, I know how to love you. It's my decision to love you. It's my decision to send my son. It's my decision to send my Holy Spirit to you, to your story, to your life, for us. He came for us. And then I understand when Isaiah said, okay, the government is on his shoulders. Okay, God, this is nice because it's not on my shoulders. It's too heavy for me. And I understand that he is Lord. All the power, the government, the authority is on his shoulders. He's not out of control of my life, of my family, of the church. He's in the control because there's a point when I feel so responsible for everything and I fight, I try my best. In the end of the day or in the end of the week, in the end of the year, like now, I feel so tired of my multitask life. And I say, God, where are you? And God laughs. I was in, I in the control all the time. Because the government, the power is in his hands. So you can rest. I can rest. I can just trust. Because when I have no, uh, when I have no answers, when I have no the right things to do, when I don't know what to do, I cannot forget that I can rest. I have a God. I have a Father. He look after me. He's in the control all the time. We need to rest in God. We need to rest. When I understand that He's in the control, uh, the government is on His shoulders. I have more expectation from God. I expected more from him. Another day I was talking to the girls for school. And talk about everything. Oh, my friend, my teacher, blah, 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 blah. And I'm trying to, the girls are trying to memorize Bible verses. And for us it's hard because we know it with our language, so we're trying to memorize in English. And in the same version of Bible, to make it easy. And I'm trying to memorize everything. And Manuela was so happy because she memorized Psalm uh, 23. The Lord is my shepherd. And then, oh, okay. And we walk to the school and she was talking about all oh, the Psalm 23. And blah, blah, blah. Oh, congratulations, Manuela. Well done. Now our next step is Isaiah's, uh, Isaiah 5.3. The cross and blah, blah, blah. And they were so happy. When I was come back from, uh, from my house, I start to preach and to speak the Psalm 23 for myself. Because sometimes we forgot, we forget that the basic of our faith can be so powerful and helpful. And I was coming back 
I'm worse than the girls. The, their English is better than mine, so I am speaking Portuguese. I don't mind. And then I was talking. I'm very lazy. I need to come back to English lessons. And then I was talking about Psalm 23. The Lord's my shepherd, and I lack uh, no, nothing. Uh, he led me uh, beside quiet waters. He refreshed my soul. When I said, when I said he refreshed, uh, speaking with my mouth, with my thumb, for myself. When I said, he refreshed my soul, I feel that mm, I need this. Oh, Lord, please refresh my soul. And I start to walk and talk like crazy guy in the roads, in the streets. And everybody like, you know, Lord, I really need that. Too. It was not with that phone. Sometimes you see people with that small phone talk with someone. Do you see? And he was, oh, the guy is talking alone. No, it's with some phone. But it was just me talking with myself. And I need to refresh my soul. And then I start to remember this word is so powerful that he brings me back that feeling that, okay, God's in control. Because even if I walk to the darkness valley, he's, he doesn't lost the control. So the government is on his shoulders. It's not on your shoulders. Your child, your kids, is not on his, your shoulders. Of course, you have responsibilities, but there is a point that you have no more control over your family, and the Holy Spirit will be there. You will not be there. The Holy Spirit will be there. There's a point when you, you know, have control of the situations in your life. Then you need to come in back for your room bow your knees and say, God, you have the control of my life. I need to rest in you again. I don't want, I don't want to walk through the life with the heavy things in my shoulders. I come to you now, Jesus. Because a child was born for, for us. And his name is amazing. Wonderful counselor, mighty God. Everlasting Father <laughs> and Prince of Peace, the cross is so solidary because I remember two situations. I was talking years ago with some businessman, and uh, I start to with these very small and simple simple meetings for businessmen. With the guy, Steve, remember him, the guy from the op optical shop. And then he invites some friends and all of them with business and companies, different markets. And one of these guys was very rich and he invited me for a dinner. And I went there in the house. You know that kind of place or house when you are in there, you feel undressed and you feel mm, dirty because everything is so poor, so nice, so beautiful. And you feel, <laughs> where's my sweet, my tie? And the house, swimming pool with uh, basket court, bas for basketball, everything, rich. Oh, okay. I don't know how to deal with the cutterly. <laughs> Who is the first, the second? And I ate before in my home, so they just, <laughs> but it was okay. <clears throat> in the end, uh, in the very, after the family, everybody finished to have dinner, was, we were talking in a very private place, and he said for me, I have no peace. I'd like to swap, to change 
to give everything for peace. I don't know what is this. And another morning, a lady from this group of businessmen, a lady, she called, called me. Because uh, two days ago, she said, oh, I need holidays, I need to relax. I need to go for a nice beach, a nice place, I don't know. And she was driving, very nice car driving on the motorway, going for an amazing beach that we have in Brazil. And she was going to there, and she stopped on the hard shoulder, is the name? Crying, crying, screaming in the car, and she took the phone and called me. Yes, I saw her. Yes, how can I help? I don't know why I'm crying. I don't know why I'm sad. I'm going to holidays. I have a nice house on the beach. And I feel so confused and lost. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I don't know what I'm doing with my marriage. It's broken. I don't know nothing. Crying, crying, crying. Panic attack. So when I read here, the Prince of Peace. Wow, how we need this. The world needs this. I need this because I don't have all this money, but I don't have peace very often. I lost I stopped to believe. Oh, I need this. I need to turn my heart in a manger. And this Christmas, I need to change my habits. I need to change my thoughts. I need to change the way that I raise my child. I need to change the way that I'm wife and husband. I need to change the way that I deal with God. But I know how. So the Holy Spirit is here today to touch in your heart. Let's pray. I want to invite you to stand and you'll be praying.